Welcome to What's Up in Jeju, where I visit places around the island and talk about what's happening with Hashtag Daily K's host, Peter Bent. Today, as ever, we're highlighting somewhere or something in Jeju-do Island where the JDC, the Jeju Development Corporation, mm-hmm. is involved. Yep. I did preview to our listeners that it's a little different maybe to previous weeks as we're going to focus in, in part one at least, on a, on a certain event. Yes, yes. So in the past few weeks, we visited actual sites, location, mm-hmm. went to JAM, went to the Jeju National Museum. Uh, but today, we didn't. I didn't go anywhere uh, on location. Uh-huh. It was an interview, but it was an interview about an upcoming forum. Oh, a forum. Yeah, so Jeju is we're not only, you know, famous for our landscape and and beautiful museums and things to see, but mm-hmm. we're also quite popular for conventions, for forums, for exhibitions. So today I met up with a JDC employee. Mm-hmm. Her name is Yuni Jung. Absolutely beautiful, just woman. She's She was amazing. It was so fun talking to her. She's been at JDC for about uh, two years, uh-huh. and she really wanted to contribute to social issues. And mm. so she works in the Future, de- uh, future Business Department, and uh, international affairs. Okay. Also works closely with the Jeju April 3rd Peace Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I will be talking about that in just a little bit, more about the April 3rd uh, incident and okay. how that marks Jeju's history. And one of the projects she is working on is she organizes the annual Young Leaders Forum. Oh, for Shortened, people in yeah. Jeju, like young leaders there. Yeah, young leaders, it's, a, it's an international, oh, it's a global event. It, so pe- they're... People from all over the world are invited to come, but it's held here and sponsored by the JDC. Fantastic. It's not long in its history. No, it's not. So the first one was just held last year during COVID. So it wasn't it was mostly hybrid. So it's mostly online. And the second one is coming up in December, and that will be held in person. You've got an audio clip that is going to tell us what exactly the Young Leaders Forum is? Right. I asked her, what is the Young Leaders Forum, or shortened for a shortened YLF? And this was her answer. Yulf. Here we go. (laughs) The first YLF Jezu was held in 2021, inviting leaders, entrepreneurs, activists of various fields from national and international region to discuss its main themes, environment, youth and employment, and peace. Right. So basically what YLF is, it's a a huge platform of discussion and communication to create a consensus on social issues that impact not only Jeju, but really the world. Oh, Mm -hmm. and And fabulous that Uni speaks English for us. Yeah, it was... You're going to have to so translate good. backwards because I want to hear the Korean now. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just maybe, kidding. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, they talked about three main themes as well. Right. So it confronts three main themes, which are peace, environment, and youth and employment. Mm. In today's What's Up in Jeju, we'll be covering those three themes and how the YLF uh, kind of addresses them okay. and then also how they relate to Jeju. All right, yeah, and the theme of peace, I guess, can go hand in hand with the April 3rd incident, right? Yes, right. So, I, yeah, I do want to talk about that. That's a huge, a huge thing in Jeju. So Jeju is, we're really known for 
mostly for our beautiful island, and mm-hmm. it's a travel hotspot, and it's world-renowned for its natural landmarks, and you know, even served as a muse to some of the most profound scholars and artists in yeah. Korea's history. Uh, but also, not a lot of people know, but Jeju also has very dark and uh, sad moments mm. that mark its history. And the particular story that I want to talk about right now is is a long one. Yeah. But it's a very meaningful one. So I do recommend everyone to kind of, you know, look into it for themselves and research that part of Jeju's history. But just to explain today what happened briefly. Mm-hmm. It's called the Sasam Sakon in uh-huh. Korean, in English translated to April 3rd incident. So a little over 70 years ago in 1948, it was right after Korea's independence from Japan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was inevitable that there was a lot of political unrest. Mm-hmm. Right. So in Korea, there were two main opposing parties, political parties, and the vast majority of Jeju residents supported one of the parties. Yeah. So there wasn't a major divide in po- politics here on the island. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a smaller community at the time. It was the population was only about 300,000. And it's a very tight knit community. It still is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody kind of congregated towards one side yeah. of the political spectrum. And so uh, when the, uh, when the political kind of mm, uh, kind of tension happened, mm-hmm. the Jeju residents they they held sort of their own form of uprising. They held local protests because it held... was not the prevailing thought on the South Korean peninsula, right on right? the mainland. Mm. Yeah, right. So they wanted to oppose that thought and those policies. Yeah, and so they held local protests and demonstrations, but the the government, so the people who were kind of in con- in political control, the uh, not the residents, but the the officials. Yeah, they were of the opposing party, and they wanted to crush it. Uh-huh. They were they smelled the uprising, they smelled it happening, and they wanted to crush it and nip it in the bud. And what resulted, what ended up happening, was a massive armed conflict oh between the two opposing parties, and the civilians all got caught up in the middle of it. Yeah, and there were countless deaths and awful like atrocities committed yes, at that time, uh, right? Just a lot of really, really dark, dark stuff. Mm. Um, and as a result of it, between 14,000 and 30,000 people were killed, <gasps> which at the time was about 10% of the entire population on Jeju. That's unbelievable. Right. And it? if some may, and I wonder too myself, some may be wondering why the huge discrepancy, 14,000 <sighs> to 30,000, that's, that's a really big difference. And yeah. the reason why is because the number of people who were killed because of the uh, that whole incident isn't exact because the province, the government now hasn't been able to uncover all the bodies or the remains oh dear to this day to this day so they were a- able to uncover or uh, identify about fourteen thousand of them mm-hmm. and another 14 to fifteen thousand are are still officially considered missing oh they were never gracious. able to uncover them yeah what a tragedy uh we're doing this and the jdc is involved in this in various ways yes yeah, so that's one of the topics one of the main three one one of the main topics of the three uh, that is covered at the Young Leaders Forum. So mm-hmm. there were, they talk about the process of healing yeah. from all of that and reconciliation. So moving forward. 
and all of this is is still an ongoing process yeah right and so the jdc really tries to play a role in that process in several ways one of them being the ylf but also they're involved with the jeju april 3rd peace foundation mm-hmm. um, if you want to check out that website i highly highly recommend it they go through the whole, all of the history and all the details there you can take a virtual tour as well oh nice yeah if you're on the island you can go to the april 3rd peace park and if you ever get to if you ever decide to come visit our beautiful island here and are looking into some travel routes there is a dark tour that you can yeah that you can kind of go through uh, which visits some sites that played not only a significant role in the April 3rd incident but Uh for a lot of dark moments in Jeju's history. Mm -hmm. Okay moving on to another of the main themes you mentioned environment. Yes that is a huge huge deal in Jeju about Mm. between 10 and 50 million people visit Jeju every year. We're talking tourists right people who travel back and forth from Jeju to globally. That's a lot of people. Yes so many people right and many of them come to enjoy Jeju's nature we have halazan we have the beaches we have forests mm. um, but with the increasing number of tourists and residents we hit our 700,000 ma- <gasps> mark wow in population it has taken a toll on Jeju's natural landscape mm. and so the province has really made efforts to preserve Jeju's nature but also become a leading example globally of becoming carbon free Oh, wow. Yeah, right. It's so cool. So You're not there yet. We're not there no. yet. It's called the Jeju Carbon Free Initiative 2030. So that's the goal. <gasps> that's very soon. It's so soon. It's a, it's a bit ambitious. I don't yeah. know how, how much we can get it, it done in eight years. Maybe a lot. I don't know. We'll see. So if you ever come to Jeju, you'll see a lot, a lot of windmills. Uh-huh. And you'll see a lot of solar panels. Mm. And you'll see a lot of EV charging stations, which have become pretty much ubiquitous. Are there many? electric vehicles there there are so many because there were uh government subsidies of province provided subsidies tax oh, breaks great. yeah and then uh charging at ev stations for a while was free oh unbelievable yeah it was, that was really cool i don't have an ev but i wish i did yeah. <laughs> and the province even tested uh like a test experiment uh-huh. of carbon neutrality the project on Kapado island which is an island just south islet just south of Jeju. Okay, inhabited. Inhabited by about, I would say, maybe 200 people. I think okay. they're about, the population is about 200. And currently, they produce more energy than they consume. Well, they're winning. They're winning. They're winning the carbon game. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's Fabulous. really cool. So yes. we've got another audio clip coming up. Right, and I did want to know how the JDC is involved in the environment and preserving nature. So I asked Uni, how is the YLF confronting these environmental issues? And this was her answer. Last year, YLF invited young environmental activists from various countries abroad to share their thoughts and activities as young people to discuss the environmental together The common idea was that we should act. Right, and so the YLF isn't just uh, people sitting down and listening to other people talk, Mm. right? It is a platform for discussion. And so the, the past YLF last year, the young people were able to come and talk about their opinions and their thoughts and their Um, worries 
about the environment. Yeah, and I'm sure they've got great ideas right. as well that us old folk don't even consider. Absolutely. <laughs> I am with you on that, Peter. Really. It's, they're yeah. so creative, young people, you know? Yeah. And the, the common idea that came out last year was it's great to talk mm. and it's great to have uh, dialogue and discussion, but it's time to act. Mm. And that was a general consensus, consensus that kind of came out of last year's Why I Love. Oh, dear. You can see people like sitting two meters yeah. apart from each <laughs> yeah, other. They still have the social distancing. Looks like they hate one another. <laughs> uh, is that Pangi Moon? Yes. Yes, it is. And so they had some really, really uh, big names there wow. last year. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just young leaders, but some experienced voices there. Right. So for people part. who don't know, Pangi Moon was a former UN Secretary General. Yes. A hu huge deal. I don't mm -hmm. think he's like a Jejuite or anything, right? He no, was he's just there as being a leader, I suppose. Right, right, right. Let's get on to employment, youth and employment, the third main topic of the Young Leaders Forum. Yeah, so unemployment amongst young adults and recent college grads mm -hmm. has been an ongoing issue in Korea. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Peter, in your in your home country as well. Yeah. And really globally in many countries around the so. world right and so jdc is highly highly involved in developing an it and bt industry on the island mm. and one of the reasons is to create jobs in the tech sector here okay on the island and so they have this advanced it's called the advanced science and technology complex and this it's a huge area where they host about 130 companies wow including cacao corporation we have esoft and ibm korea they're all there oh big hitters. yeah some of the some of the big wigs yeah a total of about 2,000 people, a little over 2,000 people are employed mm. in the complex. And it actually contributes, their annual revenue contributes to about 14% of Jeju's GRDP. <gasps> That's pretty massive, so isn't it? So impressive. So JDC's, JDC's work has been really imp impressive in that regard. So we've got another audio clip coming up. Yes, I do. So I asked Ms. Jung Yuni, how is the issue of youth and employment being addressed specifically at the YLF? At the forum, we would like to find out what young people are worried about, what they are want, and what they are looking for from their perspective, and to communicate together for the future to find alternatives. Right, and so the point here that I want to emphasize is at the forum, young people are invited as we mentioned before, to discuss and to dialogue and to have conversations. Mm. But also in this regard for youth and employment, experts are brought in, uh, experts of, the, of different various fields are brought in to speak and to give sessions and speeches, but mm. they also provide real life so solutions. Oh, good. Yeah, so they have a huge uh, like a open Q&A session where attendees can voice their concerns, uh, some specific issues that they may have, and they're given advice and consultations by, by these experts. Yeah, that would be nice to meet the people they want to actually work for as right, well. Right, right. And perhaps tell them what is uh, really concerning them at the moment. Right. If mm. people are really interested in this, they can find out more information? Right. So the second annual Young Leaders Forum is coming up this uh, December 5th through 6th, I think, is the mm -hmm. date. And their website will become live in November. Also, their Instagram, you can find them in Instagram at that same time, about November. Uh -huh. And if you are interested, go ahead, find them. 
the registration is free if you oh. want to attend. Oh, by the way, their Instagram handle is YLF Jeju. YLF Jeju. Yeah, so uh, highly, highly recommend. Check them out if you happen to be in Jeju at that time. If not, you can stream in. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Angel J. Lee says, are you in an office or something? No, that is our studio, Josh. Yeah, this is our Jeju studio. It's got the interior (laughs) that we used to have and we still have in some older studios here in Seoul. (laughs) We must have got a two-for-one deal or something. Angel, (laughs) have a fabulous week. Thank you, thank you. We'll see you next Friday as well. See you next week. What's Up in Jeju is supported by JDC, which is creating a free international city that resembles nature, embraces the future, and reaches the world. Arirang Radio.